This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Blue Steel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host, alongside with the estimable, difficult, distant, magical, malicious, maleficent, malnutritioned, and wonderful what Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? Man, I'm traveled. I'm in Michigan, and I'm recording this well, long po- distance. My dedication to the podcast unwavering, because uh, I am recording this on a Sunday morning, Nick. It's when I could fit it in. Yeah. And you could fit yeah, it. That's it's what happens when you're movers and shakers, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm um, recording this in my father-in-law's office, and my mother-in-law and father-in-law can hear me record this. <laughs> so Did they know what they're dealing I with? I warned them. I said, please don't listen. And they're like, you guys are zooming in on Blue Steel, correct? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So they pulled up chairs. They're watching me live. <laughs> what was the airport like? Was it crazy? We went. We left early, uh, so it was just insane. It wasn't total total insanity yet, but it was okay. It was it was fine. Um, it, we got a delay of about fifteen minutes, which is which is nothing, right? So it was fine. I watched. Uh, I'll be I there tomorrow on the airplane. I watched most of Two Leslie. Oh my god. <laughs> Justin, oh, oh. Justin. Wait, what's her name? Andrea Andrea Riceborough. She got nominated, right? And Mark Maron. I I wanted to watch it for a long time, and and they had some wild choices. I almost took some pictures. Is that Sarah Polly? Did she direct it? No, 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 no. To Leslie, it was a really small film. Remember, was, uh, Oscar Oscar controversy. Right, right. Anyway, it was good. It was actually good. I I didn't finish it. It was it was too long for the flight, so I'll finish it on the way back. But I was get, I got a little teary eyed on the flight, you know. Watching two Leslie because yeah, you chose to devote time to Mark Maron. I get it. They definitely need to do a sequel to it. <laughs> two Leslie two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about what yeah. about yourself? How how you been? How's your weekend? I, it's blowing by. I you know it's a long weekend and it's blowing by. I'm not a fan of that, but I have gotten a lot done. And I you know like I said, I'm traveling this coming week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be traveling over the next three weeks. I'll be traveling, actually. But yeah, so I'm just getting ready, gearing it out, man. Yeah, summer's summer's busy. I got. Three trips this summer, and one of them being that six-day camping trip. I can't believe you go camping. <laughs> I can't believe it either. And plus, I kind of like it now. I like it. I mean, <sighs> I actually like like it. But I, you know, I do. I I did this for my son. You know, my son is a is a yeah, scout. Yeah, I understand that you love your you love your son, and I'm proud of you for mm-hmm. that. But man, camping. Oof. You never been, huh? Every you, you never. I'm mean, sure you've been, but you don't. You didn't repeat. I've been sort of camping, but I, I, it is the least interesting thing to me in the world. Yeah. We should go. We'll go camping on the floor of a casino. I went and saw Fast X yesterday. Yeah, did you go with anybody or just yourself? I took my son. And he likes those he's never seen. He's never seen one, but he. it's not like you have to 
be attached to the plot. Right. And I got to admit, I can't remember a movie in recent memory that tried so hard to give you your money's worth. Oh, wow, really? For better or worse, it's insane. It's basically everything about that series cranked up a notch, and for some reason I found myself charmed by it. How's Diesel? That's the that's the big that's the, the biggest flag. problem is there there's more diesel in this than I'm used to seeing right. which is never a good thing. Like they start he his character kind of remember when he was cool Vin Diesel back then like kind of I, back I, in the day. Yeah. yeah. He's not cool Vaguely. anymore, right? Like it's he, No, I think the truth is he was never cool. We just got suckered in. Yeah, but like in the first Fast and Furious movie, he did play like the cool character like in that like he was he was the criminal. He was, you know, he was kind of like, you know, obviously the non-cop. But now what is he? He's like just the, the dad? The patriarch. Yeah. And he talks about it a lot, right? All, all the time. And we get, there's two things I did not need to see him do again. One of them is take a pull off a Corona, and he does that in this movie. And then an awkward love scene with Michelle Rodriguez. <sighs> wow. Let it. Tough watch. Letty. Yeah. But but Jason Momoa is insane and so funny in this and ridiculously over the top and it's it's a delight. Obviously they they bring in the kitchen sink of a cast. They compared him they I compared can't him to Heath Ledger's Joker. Is that accurate? That's the one thing I've read. Maybe. It's more it's more like Nicolas Cage in face off to me. Oh wow. But Travolta's more the wild one in face off. Yeah, yeah. Cat let me cast or Troy. Let me go there. <laughs> But let's go cast with Troy and not the Joker. So who, people are just pushing buttons there. What about um, but, Prolux Troy? Is any of that in there? <laughs> I guess that would be no. You know who's in this, right? I mean, Letty. They, this cast is, you know, Tyrese, Ludacris. <laughs> Start with the best. Ramsey from Game of Thrones. Um, obviously, Letty. Ramsey's and, in there from Game of Thrones? Yeah, she's been in. Ramsey yeah, she's been in. No, no, Ramsey the girl. She plays Ramsey the girl. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Miss yeah, yeah. Sand- yeah. Charlize, Jason Statham, John Cena, Alan Richardson, R- Jack Reacher. Okay, he is? He's new, right? Yeah. Brie Larson. That's right. It's just, it's on and on and on and on and on. And Scott Eastwood, of course. Huge. Wait, is Scott Eastwood, is this his first time? No, no, he's been. He's been in there. He's, he's part of the tapestry now. <laughs> Let me ask you about Brie Larson and Charlize. The Charlize is does it does it amount to a cameo? No, no, she's no. in it. She's in it considerably. Awesome. Yeah. She's been in it before. I know she's the bad guy, right, in the last one or something. Oh, H- Helen Mirren's in it still. Of course, they got Rita Moreno. Had to get Rita Moreno to the Fast series. <laughs> Did uh, does um, Helen Mirren playing the same character she played in Shazam too? In this, and then of, I don't want you know about the the secret the secret cameo. No. Just tell me. Spoiler skip 10 seconds if a Fast and Furious spoiler is a possible thing on Earth. Hobbs is back. Oh, he's been humbled. He had to come back. <laughs> he had to come crawling back. Yeah, I don't know if, if he came crawling back or if Vin came crawling I don't up. think Vin crawls. Spoiler over. It just sets up. And now they're saying maybe we'll do two instead of, th- we'll do three total instead of they're two. They're trying to end it, right? Right, well, this is supposed to be the second to last, but I think they're like, well, this is too good. Let's have more. Who directed? There's, and there's they a bit of director. Louis Leterrier. Leter- I think it's a who does welcome it? ad. Yeah, he does a good job. Oh, of course, and also Sung Kang. I mean, he's great. Yeah, he was the guy that was he was killed forever, and then they brought him back. Okay, Gal Gadot in this as well. Really? Yeah. She's back. How about Brie Larson? Was she was she a good guy? She she plays Kurt Russell's daughter. Of course. Was Kurt Russell in it? No, he's mysteriously he's missing. He's been missing for like three films. You know he'll what be back. Oh, by the way, Joaquin Almeida also in this. 
Machine is still on Moira. Who is the person that we wanted them to bring back? I, I want them to bring Cole Hauser back. No, he, he didn't die? No, he's one of the only ones who hasn't died. Lucas Black in this? He's not in this one, but he's 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 in play. He's in. Lucas Black's in play. Cole Hauser's in play. I think there's got to be Ted somebody Levine? else in play. Ted Levine probably still in play. Don't for, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to the Jordana Brewster fans out there. I forgot. She's still in her this. Weird, her weird ass mouth. Yeah. The way the way they deal with Paul Walker in this is odd. Oh, it's they odd. mention him. Well, he's there's an empty seat at the table when they're having their family dinner. There's pictures of him all throughout, and then he says that he uh, he got a hold of him when the, the, when they're uh, when there's a threat to them. He, he lets the audience know that he he got word out to. Brian O'Connor to lay low, something to that effect. So, in this, they decided that they're going to keep his character alive in this universe, but he just is never in the movies anymore. Right. It's an odd choice. I, I guess it's also kind of a sweet choice. It's his franchise, really. The other thing I'll say is they make the mistake of trying to incorporate Dominic Toretto's son. He's driving. It's the movie starts off with him doing, you know, doing wheelie. Uh, you know what do you call it? Burn. What do you call it? Those things in the parking lots. Um, donuts. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's a major character. Well, who is he, how, how old never, is he? Is he a kid character? I'd say he's probably 12. Is he bald like Ben? <laughs> no. Does he look like a mixture he, of Let- Is it he, Letty's kid? Uh, might be El Spatak. Yeah, I think it is Letty's kid. I don't remember. So tell me about this love scene. Because we get one in this movie as well. We got a couple. Did they, did they CGI well, Ben in? Was he not there that day? <laughs> it's strange. It's strange. It's just it, the, the choreography is weird. These people, these characters have been together for now 20 years or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And they look like it's their first time on a bed together. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it's a lot of planking going on. He keeps going to the bathroom. Does he ask to be I'll called Daddy? Even in the bedroom? He says, he says, remind me of the holes. The... Uh, <laughs> Vin, I'll give Vin this. He looks like he actually got into a little bit of shape for this one because there was a couple movies where he looked a little sagging. Yeah, well, he likes his he likes his foods. I think that's okay. I <laughs> I can relate. That's the one thing I can relate to. Is he still like a killer driver? Do they have cars in these movies anymore, or what's going on? Yeah, there's there's a, a giant racing, and actually, what's that girl's name? D- D- Danya Melchior. What do we know her from? She's she in a Predator movie? <sighs> She's not in Orange Is the New Black, is she? I can't speak to that, but she's in it. She's she's in a movie. Sounds right. She's in a she's in a genre movie that everybody loves. She's in Suicide Squad for God's sakes. Guardians of the Galaxy. It, oh, is she one of the? Is she one? Of, is she a gun problem? Oh, is she the woman that plays? She plays the rat. She has a rat power. Yeah, rat catcher. Yeah. yeah, that's her. She's good in the. Yeah, that's where she's the best thing I thought about the Suicide Squad sequel. I liked her character yeah. a lot. So I hope you guys are enjoying the Fast X episode of the movie Microscope. Guys, it's a show where we zoom in. We listen to the sound of the flower people. We lighten someone's doorstep. We puke soot. We euthanize Diddy Kong. <laughs> we throw an urn through an open window. Whip up a gorgeous breakfast. Put our money where our mouth is. At the bottom of our face, which is weird. We tuck dick. Run. Spend a month in the hornet's back. Watch a movie through a set of incelsior eyes. Infantile orbs of light as they may be, pulsating and genuflecting at the wind, letting this movie cascade into, out of, through, under. Get all wet and bothered, see what makes or breaks, share it to like, see the listeners. So, if we're talking about The Woodsman, I'm talking about the scene where Kevin Bacon prevents an extinction level event, stops a meteor from hitting planet Earth, sweetest move in town, and all people can remember is he put it in a kid. Talk about the little moments. There's a ton in today's movie, Steel Blue. The Woodsman. 
interesting movie to bring up. I, I never saw it. I called it Steel Blue. I thought you'd like that. Steel Blue. That's my re- that's my review of a Shaquille O'Neal movie. Let me. I just want to circle back on the Woodsman. Have you seen it? Of Kevin Bacon directed it. Uh, no, I did think he? he? Might have. What kind of level of a creep was he? Like, was it like did he pee in the park and got arrested for deviancy? Oh, he yeah. was. He was hands on, and he served his time. He did his. He did his crime. Mm-hmm. Served his time. Comes on out years later. He still got a little. He still got an issue with it. He still wants to make Why it. Why they call it the Woodsman? You know. You know? I think because uh, he was mm. huge. No, I think it has something to do with him cutting wood. If I'm not mistaken, and it's been a long time since I mastered, I mean, watch this film. There's another molest that he gets his eye on. Oh, like he kind of he he's he's kind of camping out near the kids and and sees another molest and and ha- and takes matters into his own hands. I think it's a weird choice. A movie people demanded. Bacon's <laughs> <laughs> like, let me direct this one. No, he didn't direct it. Are you sure? I'm positive. Nicole Castle directed it. Oh, that's it. his um, alter ego. That's Pen name? <laughs> Nicole Castle. This is Tom, this is Tom Skull. What, is she, what MCU movie is she doing? Is it a... <laughs> The Woodsman. <laughs> <laughs> no one snatched her up for a comic book movie after The Woodsman, huh? Kevin Bacon, he's just... He's got a strange career. One of the, he's not in this movie, so we don't have to dwell on. He hasn't had a strange career. He just is on the. That's what I'm talking about. It's like he can't. So inevitably, be, yeah. Which is fine. I like that about him. He tried to do the Tremors TV show. I'll always be heartbroken that that wasn't given the green light. They also tried to do a spinoff of his character from Sleepers. <laughs> Speaking of the Woodsman, holy shit! Maybe that's his thing. He's played more than one molester in his in his career. Yeah. He's played more molesters than hollow men. That's a controversial take. Uh, you're right. He has played at least two molesters, if not more. We've done quite a few bake movies here. We did Wild Things. We did Sleepers. We did the David Kep movie, Stir of Echoes. We did four of them, huh? Those are just the ones that are coming out of my head immediately. There's so many movies that he's done. There's a connection to Sleepers in this movie, by the way. That's, I'm glad that you brought it up. I'm not feeling it. Oh, there is a connection. At the end of the movie, there is a gunfight, and Ron Silver and his cute psycho self is hiding behind a hot dog cart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and his legs are moving weird underneath it. And he is moving it, and then, you know, Jamie Lee can't get a good shot, and I just, I thought immediately of Sleepers. It all circles back. His legs are moving real weird. Guess who else, guess what else is, throughout the entire movie, he's moving real weird. He's he's a nightmare. He's very effective in this movie. He's very creepy. He is trying to be Gene Simmons in this movie. I think he. I think you're giving him too little credit. I think he does a great job in this. I hate his mouth. I think that's one of the effective parts is how weird his mouth is, yeah. He's like one of those parrotfish or something. Anyway, tell us the premise of Blue Steel if you could. So... Other than the fact that she keeps her answer machine on the floor... And, when, and then oh, turns it on with her toe or her shoe. Yeah, pre-wiki feet. <laughs> Premise of the movie is Jamie Lee Curtis plays a cop that just is new to the police force. She's become a cop. She's a single woman, kind of almost devoted to her career. She has kind of a fraught relationship with her parents. Anyway, as soon as she becomes a cop, she gets involved in a... Um, there's a... Rust. She's just getting food 
and across the way there's a store that's getting robbed. She intercedes and ends up blowing away Tom Sizemore, <laughs> and um, who's robbing the store. When she's doing that, there's uh, you know all these patrons in the grocery store, these innocent bystanders are they hit the deck because you know they're they fear for their lives as the store is getting robbed. And Jamie Lee Curtis blows away the perp. Perp drops his gun. And one of the patrons, Ron Silver, in the store, grabs the gun, kind of when no one's looking, and then leaves the scene. And then he becomes, a la Gollum, touching the one ring, a killer himself. <laughs> he starts, he's obsessed with this gun that he's recovered, and then he starts to use it to kill people. And, is, and also becomes obsessed with Jamie Lee Curtis's character. That's kind of the premise, right? I mean, that's it, right? And then it, Jamie Lee Curtis, throughout the entire movie, is trying to get everybody to believe that this guy sucks. She's right. Yeah. I love his character arc in this movie. Who? Ron Silver. Mm. Starts off, he's insane. <laughs> Cut, print. He is a uh, Wall Street trader, right? Like a stockbroker or whatever. Like a, what, what do they call those guys on the floor of the stock exchange? The uh, carnival barkers? A psychopath. <laughs> and... He has got a he's a he has a high intense intensity job. He's a rich dude, ish. And then uh, no, he's he's rich. And then he vents his his anger on the general public at night. I guess they based his character a little bit on Son of Sam. But this movie's written by Eric. Speaking Red. of Gollum, yeah, go ahead. Son of Sam. <laughs> this movie's written by Eric Red, who wrote the the Hitcher, and he calls he said basically this is a remake of the Hitcher, and he's he's correct. I think. Kind of ripping him himself Bigelow off. tight. Eric Red, a manslaughterer. Follow him on Twitter. He killed somebody with his car, Not right? just somebody. He killed two people. Mm-hmm. He ran his car into the front of a pool hall, I believe, his truck or his SUV, and then he killed two people there. And They said it's because he blacked out. And so he never got thrown in jail, but he certainly it ruined his career, obviously. Well, it did it. I mean, he still works, right? No, it's he does still work, and he's an author. He writes books. Uh, he did, in court, they had audio, which helped him from, like, going away forever. Because he called it. He said, Nissan Corner Pocket. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he killed two people, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's rough. It's a terrible thing. And that's the th- they said, I guess, that he was... They attribute it to a medical condition. I guess that's how he got off. And in this movie, there's a lawyer that keeps getting Ron Silver out of trouble, you know, played by the they incredible obviously, Richard Jenkins. They obviously did a lot of research into the law for this. So let's go through this yes. cast, because it is quite a Stack, sizable man. cast. It's quite a, quite a sizemorable cast. Let's take turns. Have fun. Philip Bosco in this one. Rest in yep. peace. Louise Fletcher. Louise, Rest she in recently peace. passed away, right? I mean, dead is dead, Kevin man. Dunn. From Stir of Echoes, by the way. From Everything mm-hmm. in the Best. Ron Silver, rest in peace. Uh, Elizabeth Pena. Rest in she, peace. She died big time. Oh, alcoholism, right? Isn't that what it was? Yep. James Lee Curtis. James Lee Curtis in this. Um, Richard Jenkins, who I just mentioned. And? Clancy, Clancy, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown looking beautiful in this. Looking cool, at least. Keep going. Keep going. That's all I got. Speaking of rest in peace, 20, 2023. Oh, Tom Sizemore in this, yeah. Tommy Size. Tom Size. Looking great in this as well. I the thing I the, my big takeaway from this movie is Tom Sizemore came into Hollywood fully baked. He is one hundred percent Tom Sizemore, even in this tiny cameo performance. Super charismatic. And you know, that's the thing we we've talked about in the past is how what what a career that guy had before it kind of went south, right? Like he was in so many good things. Because the same could be said of Lucifer. 
but yeah, he plays a very bit part here, but very, very recognizable. He plays the um, the robber at the beginning of the film that Jamie Lee Curtis unloads a clip into and then gets reprimanded this is, for. If, if you like revolvers, boy, is this movie for you. <laughs> but the great thing is we recognize Tom Sizemore so well that when his obvious stunt double goes through the plate glass, it's that much more exacerbated. Could not be less Tom Sizemore going through that glass. This movie is aged poorly because Jamie Lee Curtis unloads a clip into this uh, into this perp, and then the cops are mad about it. They're saying, "I don't know if it was justifiable," and they put her on. You know, there's a lot of investigation. Well, into well that it. that's that subplot goes away rather quickly. The other thing is, I think they had video in convenience stores even then, yeah. and it's just it's so strange. It, I mean, Eric Red's great. I mean, I, I love the Hitcher. This is fine, but this is not a heavily researched film so you just got to throw that by the wayside because it is it is so threadbare when it comes to logic and plot you just got to you know i think it's i think it was um at the time i think pretty well received i think one of the reasons is that because it had a female lead i mean jamie lee curtis who's a great actress and female director yeah and it it was and it's a cold movie it's an interesting movie it's it's a it's a little art housey superficially yeah with the with the the beams of light shining Mm -hmm. through the frame for no reason well i mean it felt like bigelow's kind of stretching out like it felt like it has some style over substance for sure but obviously she's a great director she is but this lives between uh near dark and point break two way better films i don't think this i know you, you said you didn't love this it's definitely a strange film, and I think it's worth watching it. it, it and it looks beautiful. It's it's held up quite a, quite well, and, and it feels like it doesn't feel of its time, except you know whenever she's touching the like you said the um, answer answer machine with her foot or what's another thing. Ron Silver getting laid. That's big. R.I.P. Like you said, I you know it's funny. I was reading about him before this, and I remember when he kind of went all in for George W. Bush. Do you remember all this? Like I kind of I nope. completely forgot about it, and then. He was very vocal. He kind of turned um, after it was a 9/11 thing. I, I, I remember it all came back to me. And that that happened yeah. to a lot of people, ma'am. It was like that. Honestly, the thing I love about that is I didn't know about it because it wasn't forced down your throat back then. Right, I, but I, I'm, at the time I remember reading about it. He was a big presence and stuff. Like I, I kind of forgot how much stuff he was in and how interesting. Like he was. I thought he was kind of a. I think he's kind of a good actor. He was in a lot of things, like Reversal of Fortune, he, w- uh, Time Cop. Obviously. We did. We 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 did his best movie already. What? Your rival. Oh my God! You're right. He was. We have done a Ron Silver movie. That's right. Wasn't there a Ron Silver dummy or something in that? There is multiple Rons. Oh, in that he movie. dressed. Isn't he dressed like a, a Mexican man in that? Remember, we were like. That's you no know, Charlie Sheen dress, dresses. Is like that a right? Man. I thought Ron yeah. Silver did too. No, no, Ron Silver just there's duplicate Rons because he's an extra dressed. I thought he did both, but fair enough. So let me zoom yeah. in. When we meet Ron Silver, he's in this convenience store. Dude brought a shopping list to a convenience store. <sighs> That's a big store, man. It's a big convenience store, but I don't think it's a convenience store. I think it's a regular grocery store. I don't mean to start the controversy already. It's a gigantic store they're in. Lots of aisles. It's a grocery store. It's proper. What do you mean convenience store? It's no CVS. It's not Walgreens. I think there was. I think there were pumps. This is a proper grocery store. I mean, look at Jamie Lee Curtis. She's when she goes over there and is trying to like you know she knows where. This is one thing I thought was fishy about this scene. Like when she she sees this robbery taking place across the way and then she goes around in the back and then she knows where it's oh, happening yeah. but she keeps like turning in the aisles like he's gonna be there like she knows where she's at the cash register jamie she doesn't know when she's gonna be within visibility of him when she oh okay for her sake yeah that's something 1990 by the way 1990 this was released 
Is it ninety or eighty nine? It said ninety when I looked. Do you know what the it feel it feels much earlier to me. The one I thing I remember it is this: after she sh- at the end she shoots Ron Silver, she drops the gun in the seat. She's yeah, the car she's in, and it slow motion bounces on the fabric of the seat. That's the shot I remember from this movie. There's a couple. She, I think Bigelow watched Manhunter shortly before doing this and tried to throw in a couple of Manhunter things, even though it doesn't work. There's an awful shot that they reuse of the gun flying through the air in the convenience store. Awful shot. Do you remember where it's from below yes. and it's just the yeah, gun? They do reuse yeah, it. I, I don't like. It's I don't think there's a lot of awful shots. In this. I think it's a very stylish movie, and I don't know. I, I kind of liked how she shot it, but I yeah, I remember that like, scene. though. anyway, well. Ron Silver, so th- this Magnum, this forty four or whatever, lands on the ground yeah. when she shoots the dick out of Tom Sizemore. She does. And Ron Silver pockets it. Now that's... He grabs it weird. He grabs it very grabs weird. It slow He's erotic. And he grabs it and he really twists his fingers all around it and then grabs it. I was like, just you can just grab it. Just, you know. And his eyes move around like it's an exotic mm-hmm. time. Everybody knows that, that Tom Sizemore had a gun. That's the first thing they would look for is the gun. So that's a little stretch you have to take right away. Do you remember the score of the Mets game when he goes back to his apartment? There you go. The doorman has the gall to bring up the Mets score to this man who instantly goes onto my bad side for living in the city and being a Mets fan. you got to be a Yankees fan if you live So the doorman tells him 3-2. Ron Silver doesn't register. It doesn't even say say thank you, nod his head or anything. He just, just... Zoops by him. Okay, you took an episode off. Zoops back. I'm sorry. Silver is, uh, yeah, he's a cold man. That's that's the first sign that he might be a psychopath is when he doesn't say thank you to the Mets score. <laughs> now, this is during the Dave Magadan, you know, Daryl Strawberry, mm-hmm. Ron, Dar- Ron Darling, Dwight Gooden era, yeah, Sid Fernandez. So the Mets were semi-relevant. They'd won the series, I believe, in 86. But come on, Yankees. The Yankees were... Three years away from becoming relevant again. You got to one of the best. Don't, don't tell me all time names of Daryl Strawberry. One of the best names to exist <laughs> to ever ever have happened on this planet. Daryl yeah. Strawberry. Did he just? Did he come up with it himself? Did he give himself a stage name for baseball? Nope. I think that's his name. Just as he was. He was. He's from the. Is it? Does it tie to the to the fruit? Is he heir to the strawberry? It's got to be. I mean, it, it, it. No, I don't think it's tied to the fruit, but I think the name is definitely tied to the fruit. <laughs> Such a great name. Also, what a role model. Yeah, well, he was addicted to drugs. Is that correct? That's what I remember about Daryl Strawberry. He he was. So, Jamie Lee is uh, her superior officer's Kevin Dunn. Yeah, he's not pleased. And Kevin Dunn, who I love, this is before he was the ultimate Mm -hmm. weapon. He he says some stuff in this scene, that his first scene, that irritate the living shit out of me. I hate in movies where somebody gets killed by gun and then somebody says they got their head blown off. I want to see somebody's head get blown mm-hmm. off, but he was a shot. A few he was shot in the chest. His head did his his head did not get mm-hmm. blown off. And Kevin Dunn has the gall to say she blew his head off, and then later says blown some poor slob's face off. She didn't get near the face. You're right. It's it's a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, I don't like it either. What I want to go back to Tom Sizemore real quick. You got. Yeah, I'll stay here all day. So, whatever Jamie Lee Curtis is, tells him to freeze. He, of course, he's just he doesn't. You know, he he has the gun and <laughs> he's waving around. But he I love says this. to her, "This is his last words. <laughs> I didn't come here to fuck with you, with you." And he shouts it, I didn't, and like he's yeah. like thrilled to say it. Those are some good last words. Then he gets his head blown off. <laughs> she gets reprimanded. We meet Clancy Brown, who is a legendary person with great curly hair. Yeah, this is who is playing. What's his character's name? Nick, Nick Man. Uh, what a great Speaking of name. Michael Mann, Nick Mann. 
which is a good character name. You're right. And her, what's her name? Morgan Turner or something, or Megan? Megan. Megan. Turner? Megan. Megan. Yeah, Megan Turner. He's, he's introduced because she's getting reprimanded by Kevin Dunn. Clancy Brown just walks in, ignores her, and starts telling a horrific prostitute <laughs> John story, car accident yeah. story. Yeah. Eric Red obsessed with car accidents. Then had one himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he tells this story about a. Uh, it's almost like a joke. You know, she bit this guy's penis off when she was giving him a BJ and then she sewed it back on backwards. Like, it's like an elaborate story and Jamie Lee Curtis just kind of taking it in, you know. I hope your in-laws are eavesdropping. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) I did use the term BJ, at least. Speaking Uh, of... Let me lighten it up a little more. Giving him him a blowy. Is that better? (laughs) Yes. Sucking the old... Heaven pot. So watching Ron Silver at the stock market is the definition of insanity. So he must have, they, these, I read in the trivia that Clancy Brown shadowed a detective or a policeman. Jamie Lee Curtis did as well for this. And I imagine Ron Silver went to the floor of the stock exchange and watched the insanity unfold and then amped it up because his, yeah, he looks insane in those scenes. Especially since nobody else is acting like that in right. that scene. I think he's... Like I said, his performance is effective in this. There's a scene later in about the middle of the movie where he starts hearing voices. I kind of wish they would have had that. I just kind of like the idea of him just being like a, a like a psycho without that much reason. But they they have to kind of bring in the god stuff, and he does become kind of a, a super psychopath, super side psychopath. Well, yeah. he doesn't become. He is. There's never a moment in this film he's not. He a seems like he does escalates into weirdy though. He does start out weird. I'll give you that. She is has her badge and her gun taken away, and unfortunately, that also means she gets her police uniform taken away, and we're forced to see the atrocious fashion sense that this character is given. She's got a long sleeve too. Jamie Lee Curtis. She's got a lot of plaid shirts and stuff. She looks wretched. The clothing they put in this poor it's body. In, it's impossible for her to look wretched. She's cool looking, man. What are you talking about? Her face is as thin as it's ever been in this movie. I'll tell you that. Super great. thin face. Uh, so one of the scenes starts out with a kid on a big wheel. So what happens is Jamie Lee Curtis drops by her big, her best friend, soon to be dead, Elizabeth Pena's house, <laughs> and um, they're having a grand old time. And Elizabeth Pena is always trying to fix her childhood friend up with. Um, like a suitor, best. and she introduces her to. We didn't mention him in the legendary sucked-in face Hollywood actor Matt Craven, and Matt Craven doing a great job of playing a super dick within like two minutes. Like he gets like two minutes of screen time, but he he starts flirting with Jamie Lee Curtis, and he finds out that she's a cop, and he goes cold. Why he he's not the dick in this in this situation? No, she he is. is. No, he's not. He doesn't like that she's a cop, and then she. No, no, he asked her why she'd be a cop, and he's a little, he, he double questions it, which is the right thing to do mm-hmm. about it. And then she says, I just like to beat people's heads in or something. She says something that's re- ridiculous. He's already turned off as soon as she said that she's a cop. Well, I would, and she's he gets a cop. About I mean, it. that's that's another thing. No, he, he says that she's beautiful. He, I, that's a legitimate concern, it's a legitimate question. Uh, I know the police are perfect. And this is also in New York at a time when, I mean, do you, I don't know if you remember how bad the the, the city was back then. I mean, the city's never but The not scene isn't about that. The scene is about this guy prejudging her and, 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 and not liking her anymore because she's decided to be a cop. But there's a lot of people that are resistant to her being a cop. And, you know, and part of it is because he, he, Matt Craven says to her, you're so beautiful, why would you be a cop? She didn't like that, you know. She doesn't like that. He's vetting her because he's... I he's like the like, response, though. She goes, there's hot cops. She doesn't say that. I think it's because her face is thin and his face is thin. And he looks like... He's like, I'm about to look like Dietrich at the end of Raiders in about three years. <laughs> I can't... Our kids would look like 
Yeah, it would look like Forrestal. I, I can't wish, handle it. I wish he'd said that. Can you imagine him saying that? <laughs> <laughs> she, like, nods. She's like, yeah, you're right about that, actually. Our kids would have the sucked in his faces. Yeah, we can't. But Craven, he's like, you know, I got to get going. And he starts walking away, and she threat. She basically starts talking about his expired tag on his car. and Yeah, she's a dick again. And then he gets all nervous, she's a- and she's like, that's all right, man. Don't worry about it, Matt Craven. But Matt Craven's still out there? Yeah, he's great. He's still an actor. Still Craven rolls? Of course. I can't wait to see what Aaron Taylor Johnson does with him. But the... And yeah, and you're right. Her parents also are not proud of her becoming a police. Well, her person. mom doesn't mind, doesn't mind, but her dad doesn't like it. Her mom, her dad says to her, My, "I got a goddamn cop for a daughter." Like he hates it, but he also hates yeah. his wife. He's not a good guy. <laughs> he eats his wife. She sucks too. She sucks a bit too, though. Not that she deserved it, but she sucks. <laughs> also, Louise Fletcher. She's like, I got an Oscar 15 years ago. Let me be in Blue Steel. Look, you got to take the roles when you get it. And then she's also aging at this point. You know, she's a little older. She's got to play the mom. I'm sure she wasn't thrilled to, like, she's got to make money, bring in the income. But, you know, she's capable, man. She's a great actress. Here she just kind of plays a, you know, abused wife that kind of innocent, a little bit likable, mousy. Sucks. What's the name of this psycho killer, Nick? What's his name? Eugene Hunt. Something. Oh, God. So bad. See, I, I think Ron Silver sucks in this movie. I don't think he does. I think it's a very... He reminds me of Gene Simmons in, in sure. Runaway and in uh, Wanda He's Dinner better Life. than Simmons but, in, in this role. Than, I think I mean, I think he's just a better actor. Oh, he obviously is a better actor than Gene Simmons. <laughs> I mean, way to go super zoom. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bold statement. You might want to edit that, actually. I don't know. I can't commit. No, I love it. Um, <laughs> just put a disclaimer at the start of the show. Justin says a wild thing. I just think he's like his character. It's such a weird performance. Like it's, and it, I think it's unsettling. He's unsettling throughout, and it really, it really. You don't remind me of. Yeah. You don't remind me of Heath Ledger in the Joker, as the Joker. <laughs> now, let's get let's get moving. So, he is a psychopath, and Jamie Lee Curtis is about to get into a taxi cab and he intercepts or he's about he fakes it that he's supposed to get ahead of her and he ends up getting a a, a, a taxi let's ride let's get with this her. right let's get and these order of events right <laughs> <laughs> my bottom line is they have a wet haired dinner <laughs> he does take her like so that he they share a cab he should she suggests dinner and then takes her to a super fancy restaurant do you remember She's the name prepared. of the restaurant i didn't write it down something with leb yeah. It's what? like it looked had like Beowulf in the title almost. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah, it's called Beowulf Restaurant. La Bouffe à la Mode. What does what are it means? Can't which is which is a beef that is is uh, is broiled in wine, an entire bottle of wine. It's an actual zoom. It's a French Yeah, it's a French dish that where they boil I looked it up after you zoom. You did the name. work. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so that is uh, apparently delicious way to cook some fucking meat. And then, so is that why that's weird whatever Ron Silver he orders the name of the restaurant they're like we don't have that took that <laughs> off the menu but we the, the chef comes and makes us gets to the side of the table and, and makes them a, a little a little Beowulf you know he's flirting with Jamie Lee Curtis and he's you know and, and she's intrigued she's lonely you know she doesn't she, she's she hasn't had a lot of time for uh, men in her life because she's been studying to be a cop 
That took that took a and day. because of that wardrobe and because she uses her foot to operate machinery, and um, so she's intrigued and and then he's kind of a little forward with her and she's playing, she's like let's take it slow. That's what that's that's her at first. Later she's like trying to press him to get betwixt the sheets. Fuck her, and he won't do it because he's he's obviously crazy a psychopath. Yeah. Plus you'd heard the rumor about her lower. We get a nice shot of the twin towers in this mm-hmm. action. We get well, they take a helicopter ride. And they also there's also a little cra- a green cameo in here. What's that? Statue of Lib in this. Okay, a, like a long shot of it. The green cameo. I was just Come trying on. to give you like a, I wanted you to guess it. So let's talk about something else that's wonderful yeah. in this okay. movie. The decision by Clancy Brown to have an accent. He's great. He's authentic. He tries to crank up the New York a little mm-hmm. bit in it with mixed Where's results. Clancy from? You think he's from New York? I would say he's from Ohio. That's a good guess. I bet. I bet you might be right. Clancy. Gotta be the love interest in this. Holy. He's from Ohio. (laughs) I think we might have looked this up before. That's why it sounded right to me. Okay, fuck. Diminish my success. Diminish it. I think he's from Urbana, Ohio or something. Okay, he really put it. He went nuts. Oh my God, I'm so good. How tall is that man? Not as tall as you would think, I'm guessing. He's probably only like (laughs) 6'8". All right, let me see what his net worth is, too. Let's see. It's network. Six three. Six three, yeah. So he is a tall drink. For Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. What a delightful presence in cinema since birth. I love him so much. He I forgot he was in this. I did remember I forgot I forgot he was in Highlander. I hate that movie. I did remember that Jamie Lee does hand you, you mentioned handcuffed. That's what you remembered about this. And I did remember that he does she does handcuff him and then puts his life in super jeopardy. Well I I thought my memory, in my memory, he gets shot to death in that car. By the way, she's a shit cop in this movie. Let's be honest. Beginning of the movie, she fails a test. She's That's in how the, it starts off. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. She fails a test. She does some stupid shit, and and the the police department is stupid as well. She's on probation. They said, well, let's just make her detective because it's convenient. So there's a scene in the beginning where it's how it starts off, where she's going down a hallway in an apartment building and hears screaming and yelling and a man like threatening a, his wife or a girlfriend, and she barges in, and the guy has this girl at gunpoint, and Jamie Lee Curtis is threatening him, and then he pull, draws his gun, like points it at her, and she shoots him, and then he does a flop on the bed like you do on Instagram which I thought he, he <laughs> takes a dive on the bed. And then she thinks it's over, and they show the, the girlfriend that he was holding gunpoint has grabbed in the in the mayhem, grabbed a gun out of her purse and shoots Jamie Lee. It's all a test. It's all like an exercise that she failed. But what I thought was weird about it is those two cops playing the husband and wife, they kiss. They kiss. It's an odd choice. And now this is available on Amazon to yep. watch. If you guys are so inclined, if you stay after the credits, they also finger each other. What yeah, so about that relationship? Ron Silver begins shooting strangers. Yeah, That's what's happening. Dis- disturbing, yeah. And he is carving Megan Turner's name on. Is that a, not Megan Turner? She's an art. She works for my company. What's her name in the movie? Megan. What is it? Not Megan Turner. Morgan. I think it is Megan. I have a Megan Turner in my company that makes our artwork for us. <laughs> Hope it's not the same person. Megan Taylor. Maybe, maybe. Megan Taylor. So we got to zoom this one right. Let's let's take a time out and find out. Megan Turner. I, I work with Megan Turner. So I gotta, gotta be careful about that. Okay, so yeah. He carves Megan Turner onto the bullets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not so they, good. Yeah, they're, 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 these these dead bodies are found with the shell casings are found with her name on it. They drag her back in and go, what the heck's going on? But in, First the missing gun. But instead of 
But instead of her being the number one suspect, they're like, well, let's promote you to detective. Well, that's... So she's been suspended, and Clancy Brown's like, look, we need... I need her by my side, because this is weird that this is happening. I need... She needs to be kind of... I need to be watching her. He's like... the stalker show. He's like, I need this... I need this hot actress by my side. And so then, um, the, the, you know, Kevin Dunn's like, look, you can have her, but she, I'm not, she's not uh, on my team anymore. She has to be a, on your team as a detective. So they promote her real quick to detective. It's a little weird, yeah. She's thrilled to be a detective. And they're like, do you not know why you're... It's because everything sucky is happening to you. And then, and then Matt Craven says, have you been promoted to detective? Detectives are dumb. <laughs> you're too hot. And she's... Here and then my worst my my least favorite scene in the movie happens. Okay, the dream sequence? Nope. Ron Silver working out. Yeah, that's when he starts hearing voices, yeah. We watch Ron Silver work out for a while. We do. And he yeah, it's a bit his big uh, I've gone I've completely lost it sequence. Um I've become I'm su- I'm sad he died. I don't like the fact that he had to die, but man, I hate him. So there's also a sequence when Jamie Lee, you know, Ron Silver took her on a helicopter date as you do. And flies her above the city. They do weird kissing up there on the helicopter. Anyway, she later dreams about it. Because his mouth is fucked. He's got a shit mouth. She later um, is in bed dreaming about this experience. And she he pushes her out of, in the dream, pushes her out of the helicopter and has her by the hand. And she's kind of hovering over the city, a la cliffhanger. And they of do course. a close-up on the hands. She slips out of his grasp and does like a triple backflip. To her death. Was there blue screen and blue steel? Can oh. you tell? It also reminded me of Ghost Story a little bit. Oh, don't. Well, she might. She might fit the bill. I've heard. Why rumors. did that rumor start? It sounds ridiculous. I don't know. Probably because somebody was. She probably wouldn't have sex with somebody. And they're like, fine. She's got dicks and puss. Is it know? because she has short hair? Like I'm trying to figure out where this rumor would ever start. It's either because she has short hair, or because somebody was spurned, or because the doctor, when she was born, discovered two sets of genitalia. Just seems like a insane rumor that is persisted because it's so weird. And it, you know, to her credit, she has manipulated that storyline her entire career to completely distract people from her three assholes. <laughs> Married to Christopher, Eugene Guest. is. I know forever, and it makes me so happy. Insane that she's never been in a Christopher Guest movie. Like you think that she would pop her in one of them? She's definitely funny. I don't. She hasn't needed the work or the help from him. She's in movies that sell tickets. I know. I, you're totally right, but you think that maybe he'd be like, honey, can I slot you in to a Mighty Wind or something? And she's like, you know what? Maybe the next one could see guest. Yeah, mm-hmm. by the way, I wouldn't change one casting decision he's made in his right, directorial just, career. Just saying, I just you know, wonder why they haven't worked together. I guess they just keep that part of their lives separate. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I think Jane Lynch has got the short-haired, tall, under under control. Ron Silver has the, found um, his brightness. His yeah. brightness is Jamie Lee Curtis. He's obsessed with her. Uh, no, no, no. I think the brightness is the is the act of killing. Part of I, maybe, but he, I think he, I think he describes her as his brightness at some point. They have they definitely he thinks they're simpatico, and and he's they they finally do start to hook up. Like she's at his apartment, and. Um, they start to feel all over each other, and then she's wearing her gun, and she wants to take it off, and he's like, no, 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 hold on. Don't take that gun off. And then she's like, okay, why? And then he's like, actually, take it out, and then point it at me. I like it. He reveals he's the villain to her halfway through the so movie. So then she's disturbed, but she's into it because she's horny. She's not she's, into she's, it. She's, 
look, she she wants to get some, you know. I get it. So she's kind of going along with it. And then he just starts exhibiting more and weirder and weirder behavior. And then she realizes he's the he's the stalker. He's the guy that's been doing this. And she calls the cops. And, you know, he does go to jail for a second. And Richard Jenkins is his appointed lawyer. And, and, and he when they're telling him the story, Richard Jenkins has some fucked dialogue. Do you remember his dialogue? The press are going to get their I wet dreams. I do remember that. I did write that down. <laughs> the press is going to get their wet dreams. Which is not proper grammar. By the way, if he lived in a high rise. Why couldn't his name be Ron Sliver? <laughs> that was a weird line. I like that line, actually. He is set free and, you know, to, 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 to maintain his innocent demeanor instantly destroys Elizabeth Pena in full sight of Jamie Lee Curtis. That's a hard, hard scene, too, because because Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, this has been a tough moment for her. She's upset because this guy that she was hooking up with is, you know, is, is a super creep. He got out of jail. And then she's like, let's celebrate with my best friend from childhood at my apartment. And so then, Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth Pena is like, yeah, I got to hook you up. I got to get you back with somebody else. And they're going down the staircase. She's seeing her She's seeing her out, out of her apartment, Nick, and then also off the planet Earth. <laughs> and then a slow-mo happens. Ron Silver yeah. comes out, grabs Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's a sad scene. She, he's struggle, They're struggling with each other, and she keeps trying to bat the gun away from pointing at her back of her best friend. She succeeds for a while, and then ultimately does he not. blows her asunder. Yeah. And Jamie Lee is upset. Of her, she's minorly upset. She gets knocked out. Do you remember Down and Out in Beverly Hills? Not really. I mean, is that uh, Nick Nolte? And, yeah, Rich mm-hmm. Dry, Bette Mid, and Elizabeth Pena being portrayed as a sex symbol. Well, she's movie. also a sex symbol in um, Jacob's Ladder, right? A little bit. No, she's a, a non-existent person who is a part of a Vietnam fever dream. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a scene, like, I, I never forget, like, this was, I was, I, I guess that movie came out in maybe 89 sure. or 90. I worked, I think I may have worked the movie here. All I know is there's a scene where she is straddling Nick Nolte, and it's for some reason, it it was a seminal moment for me. It's like, wow, that's hot. And I was a kid. I maybe I might not have been a kid. Yeah, it's eighty six. So I was fourteen when I saw that movie. Did you buy it? No, there, that was a summer where I spent a lot of time in the movie theater. And for some reason, I saw that movie a couple for some of times. Reason. No, no, it wasn't that originally because I was a, Richard Dreyfuss was my favorite actor. Oh my god! When I was a kid, I sent him fan that's mail. Talk about when I was a kid. Thing. Yeah, Jaws and the Goodbye Girl were my favorite. Evers at the time, and he n- and so I went the kind and saw that. Who, did he sent you uh, an email. Sent you back. <laughs> what did he say? Who did I punch? <laughs> That's right. And he punched Devin. He did. Did he punch him? He put. Well, Devin. Yeah. He Why? Punched what him. was that? Team D. What happened? Team, it had. To, it was on the set of Beside and had to do with some of the stuff Devin had written or something like that. Team Dreyfus. A lot of close-ups of Ron Silver in this movie. His face is a tough thing to look at. It's a tough time. And that's it's, it's just so rough to look at that Who? guy. Ron Silver? Ron Silver. Yeah, he's just a hard thing yes. to look at. Tracy got rocked. That's her best friend. <laughs> she gets shot through the chest. She turns around finally and sees but, the gun. Screams. But. Uh, but luckily her kids have no parent. She has two young kids and a husband. There's another scene when he shoots, uh, runs over, like, uh, he, he's in the rain, he trips, and he drops his gun, and this guy goes to help him up, and then he... That's the first, that's his first victim. Draw, the guy's like, don't kill me, no. And they have this long sequence where the guy's, like, kind of begging for his life, and Ron Silver blows him away. Yeah, I don't like it. 
You're not supposed to as an I audience love member. It. The guy, the guy reminded me of the character that the, the actor that Matt Damon morphed into in Private Ryan. <laughs> Let me zoom in. <laughs> he did look like that. It's the best zoom. I hope. What if it's the same actor? It'd be incredible. It can't. First of all, it can't be because that guy was not an actor, right? Like. He obviously, at the end of St. Pride Ryan, they got some actual veteran because that guy could not act worth a fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize you were going to unload both barrels at the Saving Private Ryan today. (laughs) Could not have blown his scene worse. Spielberg was like, threw his hands up. They cut cut to Tom Hanks' ghost shit in his pants in that scene. (laughs) can't believe I died for this prick. All right. Do you remember Clancy Brown zooming in on coffee in this movie? Tell me about it. I kind of do remember. There's a scene There's a scene later in the movie. He just zooms in on coffee. He starts to get really nerdy about a particular coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's talking he's about talking how about you know it's good because there's uh, some sediment at the bottom of the cup. Yeah, it's like, wow, I wasn't expecting to fall in love with him all over again. So I like here's Clancy because he, his, her best friend is murdered in front of her, and she has... Um, she got knocked out, and he goes, "Why don't you take tomorrow off?" That's what he said. No, said so, no. You're right. This scene, they're in a car, and she tells her about her best friend got killed, and he's could not be bothered. And then he goes, he kind of throws a, a sorry, a he half-hearted he a sorry, and, but he does not care because he's already starting to put pieces together. And it's like I think I could be inside this at some point. Soon. He's right. He is right, but it's great because they. They basically have to graft onto each other because now that they both are aware that Ron Silver is a supervillain, and they got to stay close, and she's obviously doing things off the reservation, and the best the best scene in the movie happens. So there's a part where she follows Ron Silver to the park, mm-hmm. and Ron Silver becomes a honey badger digging well, through the soil. Because he buried his gun in the park. It is my favorite mm-hmm. thing to watch: a dirty faced, fingernails caked in in dirt Ron Silver frantically digging in the soil at Central Park it is so adorable yeah you know it becomes this weird thing where they keep the you know Clancy is kind of at this point just kind of following Jamie the Curtis around who is on this revenge mission and he kind of keeps going along with her but they keep getting thwarted by Richard Jenkins lawyer character and he (laughs) Richard Jenkins will just show up and go oh this is a bad day for you I'm going to have your job you know, he keeps saying that, but he never does have her job. He never has yeah. a job. And Ron Silver doesn't do anything to dissuade even the most cursory attempt at detective work to realize he is super wrong. I don't understand is why didn't they – because he's – you know, they don't believe Jamie Lee Curtis, but you think at the very least they could have put, like, someone on the tail Ron Silver. He's like a little gremlin in this. He's everywhere all at once. <laughs> he gets to – speaking of Jamie Lee, he gets to um, – Yeah. You pop up in her apartment after he gets shot in the shoulder. Like, he's just – like he's he's always breaking into places. He's always there and doing gremlinly things, you know. Yeah. And you think they would have just maybe put one cop on his tail, kind of keep an eye on him. Then it leads to the aforementioned scene after the uh, adorable digging. They she is lured back to the park. Oh, and, oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And 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 Mr. Silver has done the rope a dope on her and, and and given a homeless woman a yeah, flashlight. The oldest trick in she, the book. She, she handcuffs Clancy to his car so she can basically go kill Ron Silver in the park, but it's not him in the park. And then Ron Silver comes up to a shackled 
Clancy and puts a gun against his head and is like, look at me. He has this big thing is he wants the victims to look at him to know that they're mm-hmm. leaving Earth soon. And uh, Clancy mm-hmm. is defiant. He looks at him and he's like, all right, man, I'm good. Let's do it. He says something to the effect of you're not going to get away with this for much longer. Yeah. Which is not a consolation. But Jamie Lee shoots, just in the nick of time, shoots Ron Silver in the shoulder. And then Ron Silver runs away. Runs away weirdly. Yes. With his arms stiffer than rocks. And, uh, and he's like, my precious. Like, he's like he's gollumin' away. And uh, <laughs> Clancy, not that mad that he, uh, Jamie Lee almost cost him his uh, earthlyhood. Right. Well, the, the reason he's not so mad is because it gets him one step closer to Dick. Yeah, so he goes. They go back to her apartment. Ron Silver, of course, is in the bathroom of their apartment, hiding out. They don't check, and so they go straight to the bedroom. They and uh, they have a moment together, mm-hmm. and they 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 rock each other. And the best is they do a close up of old <laughs> curly hair Clancy licking her bell. I know. I got a text from you late last night, and it made me very happy. Clancy licking her bell. She's got and a she, nice belly. And she you know, and, and this he's is just all over. Oh yeah, I mean. Well, keep in mind, she was imperfect. Yeah. Remember, she was that. She was a tight number. So, yeah, he was bouncing quarters off of all this crazy shit. But the great thing is Ron Silver is in the bathroom loading his gun so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, they're hot and heavy. There's Even if they know that he, if Clancy know, suspects he's in there, he's still, he can't get distracted. Clancy Clancy's fires fine. a huge load. <laughs> fires a huge load and then goes into the bathroom and is shot by one Ron Silver, unfortunately. And then the weirdest thing that I did not remember about this film... No, Ron happens. Silver high-fives him right before he shoots him, though. He's like, congratulations for getting in there. But then let's talk about the weirdest thing in this movie. Okay. Ron Silver runs out of the bathroom naked and in midair is already raping yeah, Jamie Yeah, that's Lee a weird Curtis. thing, because is he? Yes, I read it. I read, I read, I read up on it. He is raping Jesus her. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was hoping that wasn't the case, but it does definitely seem like that's happening. And Catherine Bigelow let it out. She This works. But this she, is a but good Jamie idea. Lee, there's another... So that's a horrible thing that's happening. And then Jamie Lee does finally k- kick him off the bed. No. Yeah, she, yeah but she doesn't kill no, him. No, no, she, doesn't, a, she kicks, another 10 she, minutes She kicks him off nightmare. the bed, and he goes flying ass first over the bed rail. It's adorable, it's, yeah. You liked it. But I'm. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible scene. I didn't. I guess I didn't remember that. That was a poor Jamie Lee's character. You know. So is her vagina the precious? No, the gun, for sure. Uh, okay. I mean, maybe Clancy's. Sure. But yeah, he does look a little like Gollum as he's flying off ass out. Yeah. It's a little Looney Tunes the way he flies ass out. He tried to. He tried to mount Doom, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Because she does kill him eventually after too much time expires. Let's talk about that hot dog scene though. Because his legs are moving super strange. First of all, the fact that so they're shooting each other, they're shooting at each other, and you know Ron Silver, he's really made it. He's extended his time on Earth for longer than you'd expect. Like he he's definitely living on the razor's yeah. edge and not getting taken down. And Jamie Lee's finally had it enough. She's in hot pursuit. It's daylight. He she kind of baits him into like stalking her again, and they're in the subway uh, station, and then he thinks he's drawing gonna shoot her in the back but she turns around too quick and shoots him you know they shoot each other there right don't they kind of both shoot each other yep yep and then they just you know they take the fight to the streets and he decides that it's gonna be (laughs) grand theft auto time and then hides behind a hot dog stand and then moves with it it's a mobile it's a mobile shield i guess I know I know. there's going to be a percentage of our listeners that take the time to watch Blue Steel as a result of this episode. Please focus on his legs underneath the shop, underneath Describe the hot dog them. stand. 
They are moving around almost as if puppeteered by uh, some alchemist. <laughs> I don't know. Are they, I would don't you say know. They are whopper jawed legs, or that's a, I've never heard heard that term would you in my say life. That there's any of any likeness to one William L's bow leggedness. No, I mean. If William L. was made of uh, silicone, so you're you're but obsessed with I people's legs. So let's just I'm just going to go back through the history. <laughs> Michael, Michael Gambone, Gambone uh, in open range, hundred percent. Um, William L. Peterson, you always mentioned his bow leggedness, and now this. He does have a weird gait. You're totally right. It is a strange. It is not cinematic. It's probably realistic. Yeah. It's not cinematic. But I will give them. I will give the filmmakers credit. There is excellent bullet hole continuity in this scene. Where Jamie Lee's the car she's hiding behind gets uh-huh. shot a couple of times, perfect bullet hole continuity. The next they cut and the, and the, everything's perfect. I was very proud of B- BHC. The bullet I hole. That's what the industry term is. Which is probably something that's gone because everything's just CGI yeah. at this point. I bet you if somebody would do, wouldn't, you know, it's not they don't have to work hard for that kind of shit. So she does destroy the individual. Yeah, known no, as this Ron is Silver. like a, after all this, you want to see him super die after all of this buildup because he is a horrible person. But he doesn't. He gets kind of dramatically slow-mo shot in the chest and then just kind of falls, crumples to his knees. You want to see him get, like, I don't know, cleaved in half by, like, a glaive or something at this point, right? Like, I don't like the fact that instantly you see God's hands carry him up to heaven saying, good work. I thought that was rude. And Elizabeth Pena's in hell. I don't understand how, why they did all that. But, yeah. But you like this movie, huh? I, th- I was really disappointed with it this time around. Because I used to like it as well. I, I think it's a strange movie. I like it. It's 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 kind of a, a weird, like kind of undefinable in a weird. I mean, it's just like it's it's outside of a. You know, it wasn't a critical. It was a critical hit, but it wasn't. It, it didn't make a lot of money, and you could see why because it's it's just it's a kind of dour, strange film. But I yeah, I think it's memorable. It's definitely something different. Catherine Bigelow is one of the greats mm-hmm. of all time. She's made some bad movies, like I don't like Strange Days. I don't like Strange Days. I don't like The Weight of Water. I don't remember it. And I, I didn't see the one with Willem Dafoe, the first one, uh, Prodigal Son or whatever. I don't remember Widowmaker, what it was called. Did she do that? No. I don't I don't know. Well, she did K-19, K-19 yeah. Hurt Locker's an all-timer. Point Break's an all-timer. Uh, Near Dark's an all-timer. And Zero Dark Thirty is literally one of my favorite movies ever. And I didn't see Detroit. All right, maybe I did. Forgot. She's just like, she's kind of not prolific, too. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't direct a lot. But as she is, she's such a, but she is, she has a, there's something about her. She's almost like Michael Mann to me in a in a way, where there's a there's a authenticity normally and a, and a confidence and an, and I, I can't think of a better word and it's an unfortunate but there's like this masculinity to the work that comes out. I don't know what it is. They just feel they feel a cut above everything else to me when she does. Something. She's yeah. I think she's a one of a kind filmmaker. I think she's like, obviously she's from the school of James Cameron, right? Like that's kind of where she came up out out from they were at least partnered she, up for a minute. I know they were married, right? And married. Um, yeah. But she's very serious. She's like a serious filmmaker. Like her movies are serious and and um yeah, I think she's kind of like I said a unique a unique filmmaker. It's just that she doesn't make much stuff. And I think this obviously is you, you kind of kind of think of it in in the vein of like Silence of the Lambs a little bit how Clarice in, in that movie, at points, she's kind of fighting to be seen or heard as a female, like FBI. Yeah, agent. I think this and was this a safe has some of a that safe here. bet. A yeah. Su- yeah, it was a safe safe bet. bet? It's as not far a safe as bet. well, yeah, no, yeah, but you're doing a police thriller, which is a especially mm-hmm. then was just 
you could count on 10 of those coming out every year. So it was after Near Dark, which was a quirky alt vampire movie. I think this was a great. It was a, it was definitely a career stepping stone even though it didn't succeed. It was a sort of a mainstream type like, movie where a guy rapes a woman in midair. But he, you know, it's it definitely is is trying to like do things differently. I mean, this is the era of the of the buddy cop movie, right? And so and this is like a straight deadly serious thriller. Uh, I imagine also kind of shaking some of the sh- more schlocky elements away, you know, cuz you know, the Eric Red probably wanted to deliver. I imagine. Well, I mean, they got pedigree cast, but, and, and you so, know, Eric yeah, Red definitely... wanted Jamie Lee Curtis as the star. I mean, it's not like he, like he 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 suggested her. So this is after a lot of successes that she's had. You know, yeah. Training Places and obviously Halloween and Perfect, which wasn't a hit. But no, she I mean, was, she's Fish Fish Call Wanda had already so happened. Like she's she, already she's been so good for so long, and she kind of obviously. Similar to Catherine, I wonder how you know how their what their relationship was like because I think they're both kind of unique people in Hollywood in a weird way. I think this movie wastes Jamie Lee Curtis. She's great in this movie, man. It could have been anybody. She's in this great movie. in this. She movie. doesn't. What are you talking about? I think she's really? great. Yeah, she's very good in this. Yeah. Wow. It could have been anybody. I mean, I guess you could have had other people in it, but I think that she's just like I said, she's got like a kind of ease about her that is unique. I, I think the only standout in this movie is Clancy. I think everybody else is, is beneath their stand, standards. I really do. Is it anyone one of her best matter. performances? I don't know, but <laughs> Clancy is the highlight for you? By far, by far. He was, this was a, because he, no, he'd always been the villain. You think about the Viking and Bad Boys, and you think about Kurgan and Highlander, and he had done a bunch of stuff. But, but I don't think people, I don't think we ever saw this side of him. Uh, kind of a sexy a, leading a, man in this in a weird way. Yeah, you don't, in yeah. a weird way, but he—he he definitely he, he feels like kind of an authentic detective in this. Feels like uh, I think Jamie Lee Curtis, like I like I said, I, I disagree. I think Ron Silver is pretty great in this, like very unique. Um, Curtis is does a good job, and you know Phil Bosco, can't forget. There's a scene where she handcuffs Mr. Philip, she, yeah, her dad Bosco, yeah, and her takes dad him, abuses her yeah. mom, and so she arrests him or almost arrests it's him. Tu- it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to look at, to be honest. All right, man. Well, it's not as tough to look at as the cast list. I got a UC on my list. I don't know if you saw UC. You talking about the blind lady, <laughs> Ursula Cansey? <laughs> That's a great name. She's a stunt woman, I think. Ursula Cansey. Did you see John Luke? What about uh, so John okay. Luke's kid in this? No. CP? Connie Picard? There's a, a whole family of Picard oh, really? in this movie. Yeah, I think there's a stunt stunt family. There's a, this wasn't a great It wasn't. It was, for short credits. There wasn't a lot of names. There wasn't, but they did have HG in there. Yeah, my weed dealer, Herb. Gaines. Oh, really? Herb. <laughs> okay, what? You give me one. CN in here. Don't Connie have it. Needle in this. <laughs> did you have? Did you have the cutest name? MML. I don't. Myra Lebo. Oh, sounds like a Star Wars character. Do you have uh, my other w- weed dealer in this? JS Jeffrey no. Seeds. Jeffrey Seeds <laughs> and Herb Gaines in this movie. Did you see HH? Mm-mm. Howard Hamlin? Uh, th- no, this is like, this person could not stop bumping into people. Who's that? Hadron Hufford. <laughs> Hadron? Collider, Red, Red man. Dianetics. Is that correct? And what about DA3? DA3? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh. Now, this is a name that's been in many credits of movies that we've done, and we've never brought attention uh-huh. to it. And I did a deep dive that made me Digital very artists. sad. No, Danny Aiello Third, And he's not related? He is. Why did it make you sad? He died? It made me sad. Yeah, I looked him up and his brother. He, so he, he died in his 50s. His brother died in his 50s, I believe. 
both from pancreatic cancer, both while Danny Aiello Sr. was still alive, or Danny the second. So that guy had to bury two of his sons to the same fucking disease. Both actors, both stunt people. Yeah, it's just like, you know, and Danny Aiello passed away recently, but it's just like, damn, what a fucking hardship. So, yes, it was a sad revelation to find out that Daniello III uh, and his brother, I forgot his brother's name, both took the, the same disease. Wow, it's fucked up. There's another name that I took. Did you get any yeah, more? One more. TB. Nick, do you have TB on your list? Trissy no. Bowers. Trissy. Oh, my God. That sounds like, that's a tough like name. It. So there's a name in here that I, I took, not because it was a fun name, but because I knew the name yeah, okay. from someplace. Carrie Orant was sort of a minor player in the in the credits. I have that too. Film. I have a re- I just couldn't read my handwriting. So I remember that name from the the credits of Rescue Me of all wow. things. And and I looked into it. that that person has had the best career. That's a producer yeah. now, Carrie Orant. Produced a movie we've done on this show, The Dark. Let me uh, let me give you a hint. Young boy in the bathtub with his legs up. Birth? Yeah, Birth and Michael Clayton. And a bunch oh, wow. of really good movies. So Carrie Orant was sort of a minor tangential player on this who probably it benefited the most, who's had the best career so of everybody that, um, involved. Speaking so of good birth, for- uh, Jonathan Glazer won the Palme d'Or. Yes. What are they called? The Palme d'Or? How do you say it? The Palme? For the movie about yeah. the Holocaust, like a concentration Zone camp or whatever. Yeah. That's what Ron Silver was looking at. Um, Clancy was looking at. Look, man, that buzzing sound you hear ain't Ron Silver's beak-like face twitching. Tattoo gun, man. What are you gonna get put on your person from I got, Blue Steel? I got. I'm. I've always wanted this. A 1989 picture perfect rendering of Matt Craven sitting at in the dark at home <laughs> at a desk underneath, like head in hand. You know, but you still see his face. Yeah, I want to. I want to make sure everybody knows it's a Matt Craven tattoo. And underneath, other words, she was cool. I was wrong. Like he's like regretting his decision to like just kind of walk away from a potential relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis's cop character. What do you think? She was cool. I was wrong. I yeah. love it. I, I feel bad. You're at the gym, and some guys like, "Why do you have a Why do you have a modern Dietrich on your on your chest? Shouldn't he be in uniform?" Uh, so mine is uh, around my nipples. I've had. Uh, you know, I've I've grown my I've grown my chest hair out, so it's oh, yeah. thick. So around my teats, you know, and one of them over my right. I've, I had it shaved out. And I've got a, I've got it to look like Ron Silver is frantically digging through my hair to find the buried gun. Do you have a tattoo version of his hands? It, it, everything that's Ron is 100% tattoo. Everything that's Bush is Fair my enough. chest. But I'm just saying, yeah. uh, how much yeah. Ron are we getting in this tattoo? Just his hands or is it full Ron? No, you're getting his, his dirty face, and it's, it's you'll see maybe one hand sure. with his claws up in the air. One's buried deep in my chest hair, looking for that revolve, you is, know? Because he eventually does find it, so is this the, does he find it, or is this one of the, like, just like in that movie, Holes, like, it's like an empty... This is a moment in time, and I'd I like to leave it yeah. up to the person staring at me to decide whether he emerges victorious I just wondered if you could have a little glint of the gun poking through the dirt. You don't want to go that far. You want to... Maybe I'll get a piercing a there that, that gives a shine that could be the revolve. This is a good tattoo. Yeah. This is actually a good tattoo. Can you imagine walking in to the tattoo parlor with can this imagine, one sketched out? Can you imagine walking through the uh, turnstiles at the airport and getting buzzed and having a search? And they're like, well, sorry, you have some metal in your teeth. We have to take you into this back room. Oh, my God, is that Ron Silver digging frantically through your chest hair? You can leave. The off-screen moment where he finds the gun in blue steel, I get it, man. Look, movie's over, credits are rolled, but lo and behold, there's a little extra shit at the end, a little stinger, a little extra scene. What you got, man? That's a good question. Yeah, how about you? I mean, mine's obvious. The morgue. 
the uh, coroner opens up the drawer where Ron Silver's body was. Gone. He's escaped? It's fucking Again, escaped. And uh, we cut to a battered Jeep pulling up in the rainforest, and Ron Silver steps out, straightens his tie. Holy shit, it's Phil Gordian from The Arrival. Just another one of his forms. I think you're wrong about it. I think that in that movie, Ron Silver was dressed as... A Mexican man. Charlie Sheen becomes a Mexican, and he's narrating about... He's making fun of how he looks. Am I wrong? So it's not Mexican both of them, man. though? Charlie, there's a machine in the alien complex that puts a skin over you, and Charlie Sheen steps into it, and they turn him into a Latin person. It's oh, incredible. Uh, my extra scene would be they're checking the gun. Ron Silver's gun. This gun, finally, is in the evidence. And the guy that's checking it in is like, all right, and he... And he accidentally touches it. He rubs his knuckle against the steel as he's putting it away. And then he, his face, because you know what, Nick? It's the one ring, bro. He, he, it's the one, it's the gun ring. He touches <laughs> touches it and he be, he becomes freaky. He's the new killer. It transfers over. It's actually oh my God. the gun ring. <laughs> it's not even funny. But it's, I'm going to, I'm going to just, that's it. I'm zooping away from that one. Although that does match, because remember when Ron Silver is jumping in midair to rape I her? I remember, yes. Especially because you keep bringing it up. <laughs> and her first word is, get off! Was that from Lord of the Rings? Get off! Is that from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Look, <laughs> you've been given the financing to have your own sequel associated with Blue Steel. How are you going to spend that hard on it? Just pass through the currencies. And police blues. When it when he's wrong, Richard Jenkins goes up to Clancy Brown and says, "Sorry, man, that shot up car, man. That she that shot up car yeah. that she has to go. She goes to the dealership. I need more door." What was your question again? The sequel? The sequel? Yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is convalescent. She's just like getting over it. She's just psychologically damaged. Her, you know, all the stuff that's happened to her. Clancy's recovering. Thankfully, he didn't die. And she's sitting in the or the hospital like waiting room, right? And this. They pan over and it's sitting next to her is Hugh Jackman. They're sitting together. Okay. Starts talking to her and she's like kind of distracted and he's like talking about his um, boxing robot. It's the real Steel Blue Steel crossover, Nick. They, they made it. They made it. They did the sequel finally. Oh the my crossover. God. Because the names are similar, Nick. <laughs> I forgot that movie. What, Real Steel? I never saw it, but remember it kind of got good reviews. And I try to see every boxing robot movie. Mine is called To Be Adrift in the Current of Blue Steel. It's an art house film. Turner is an undercover narcotics sure. cop now. She's pulling it. She's pulling a JP and Rush. Yeah. You know, getting hooked on smack, getting them BDIs. You know, giving her CO the mid the business. After two weeks of straight chasing a perp, you know she's getting the real thin faced man. Suddenly, every time she trips, she's seeing Eugene's disembodied head sure, floating in front of her. You know, singing to her, "I'm God. I'm God, and I'm trapped." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, obviously. So she 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 gets deep in drugs, and she goes sure. deep down, gets so super fancy. high, to rescue Eugene from the dark pits. Oh my goodness, really? She it's her job as a stone person to tug him from hell to heaven, and she is slowly tugging him from hell to heaven, and there in that fugue state, she's buried forever. She's like between worlds, tugging on Eugene, stoned out of her asshole. One of the you three. Know? Hearing the voices from above begging, hear the voices from below begging. She's trapped out there. And every once in a while, the only stimuli she'll feel in the real world is Clancy Brown exercising her atrophied extremities. She's trapped, man. 
Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Blue Steel. What shape does I'm your performance take? I'm a protester. I'm outside. I don't really have a lot to do with the movie, but you know, the, but I am kind of obsessed with the goings on of the 44 Magnum Killer. That's just <laughs> in my that's just in my brain at this point. But I'm out. I'm picketing. I'm in. I'm Ellis. I'm on Ellis Island, or at least in front of the ferry to that Ellis Island. I don't know. And I'm picketing at because I'm trying to get them to add a gun to the Statue of Liberty, a holster and a gun. <laughs> You know, or replace the torch with a, with a gun. You know what I'm saying? To better mm-hmm. define the country, and that's me. That's my. I want the Statue of Liberty to be packing. Can we add? Can we add a gun? So it sounds like something that maybe someone would do actually. But yeah, that's my character. It's great. It's funny. Don't worry. Just it is. <laughs> I promise. What about you? I'm everyone else on the stock market. Yeah, everyone else. I'm everyone else. <laughs> And, and, and of course, the, you know these guys read a Wall Street Journal on mm-hmm. the daily basis. They're always at the newsstand learning about stocks. This is pre-internet, Justin. And of course, right next to the Wall Street Journal is the New York Times, the New York Post, and they see that there's a gun-toting maniac, and their instant response, 100% of them say, obviously, Ron Silver. Gun-toting maniac, a piece of shit sold stock like a murderer. Are you fucking right. me? You know? I was in a urinal next to him, and he pissed like a murderer. That, there's no doubt that instantly they know the murderer is Ron Silver. They didn't have a scene with Jenkins where he's eating crow at the end, you know. He did a good job. I think he was probably still, you know, <laughs> defending even the, the shot-up body skeptical. of Ron Silver. You murdered an innocent man. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Look, man, you got money. It's across Extro's. <laughs> Not Escrow, Extro. Oh, business? Uh, yeah, you have a business associated with Blue Steel. Yeah. Mine's easy. Blues, browns, and silvers. It's called blues, browns, and silvers. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a breakfast cereal. Perfect, right? It is. Every spoonful is just a luxuriated moment for you. You know, you got blue steel logo in oat. Of course. You know, ma- uh, marshmallows that are shaped like Ron Silver's character. Of course. And then cocoa nibs that look like Clancy Brown. I'm gonna leave Jamie Lee out of this, huh? You start your morning with that forty-four caliber killer, Justin. That's what the commercials right. do, you know. Every every household deserves to have their their, their breakfast <laughs> spoiled by the man god Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jamie Lee. Out of that, huh? But you got brown, you got blue, you got silver. Because <laughs> she doesn't have color in her name. That's right. right. Clancy have any relation to Encyclopedia Brown? Remember him? Of course. Yeah, he does, actually. Is that his nickname, Encyclopedia? That's a tough nickname. Encyclopedia Brown. Justin. I used to read those books. You may have fucked our listeners. That might be the ultimate straw. What do you mean? Why? To bring bring an Encyclopedia Brown into this? You you had to be a fan. No, but that's a a very specific age group, I think, that got... Kind of a knockoff of the hardest ones, I I think, in a way. I think the generation after us was in Carter Brown was the guy they followed. No, Carmen San Diego, bro. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved Encyclopedia Brown. Mm-hmm. Super nerd, probably annoying to be around, but not. Uh, yeah, I love. Maybe that. my character will be. Uh, by the way, the or the extra scene. Maybe we could have had a scene when Elizabeth Pena's family is just sitting there waiting for her to come home. Because did anybody contact them that they're <laughs> she was gone? Oh, she's just hanging in the city. She'll be back soon, kids. I was, you know, that's the thing. Is I there's not a whole lot to make a business. Somebody has been stirring their yeah. their tea for a long, a long time, time, by the way. Sounds like the soundtrack. Um, 
they mine would just be you know what do you think when you hear the name blue steel it reminds me of zoolander but it, of course is, is that what yeah. he called his look is it blue steel? Something steel. Something steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue steel. Yeah, um, one of his looks. But it kind of remind me also of like Iron City beer. And so why not make a blue steel beer? Do you ever hear Iron what? City beer? It's like I a big, it's a Pennsylvania beer. Blue steel would be kind of a, be kind of a nice beverage. You know, blue steel could be like an energy drink. Maybe a blue steel energy drink. Right. Right. Ron Silver's insane face on the <laughs> you know the on the on the uh, can. You know, get right, get get energy, get get Ron energy, that kind of thing. Hey, clip his face out right. from the stock exchange scene and put it on there. You know, the blue steel energy drink. I got nothing. It's true. Let's move on. You have been given. Uh, you have you have a mantra, man. You got to you got to absorb some of this movie into your everyday life. How are you going to construe that into a ritual, mantra, work ethic? What? So what's a mantra from this movie? Mine's everyone shits. Everyone shits. I just got to remind people, myself mm-hmm. that everyone shits. What does that, you know? that have to do with anything? I mean, my blue steel energy drink starting to look pretty good. Fine. Thank you. Because uh, Catherine Bigelow did Near Dark and Point Break, but leverage this in between. So everybody <laughs> shits from time to time. So that shit. It's like... <laughs> no, it's all right, guys. He was just... Yeah, he, he didn't stir too long. It's okay. I'm, I'm just telling my in-laws that you're... No, he's kidding around. It's not a true criticism. <laughs> Don't be upset. It's okay. Let's not let this ruin the trip. Um, <laughs> he's a dick. By the way, stir, stir of echoes <laughs> for real. So the one thing that ages this movie more than anything is this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back when I talk about something I'm excited about. That I'm something that I'm building towards, and how great it's going to be. I'm going to say it's going to be the biggest kick of all. The biggest what kick the of all. Ron Silver says it twice. He talks about how death is the biggest kick of all because they they save it to th- save it for save the it end. for the end. But he uses the word "kick" to describe it, and that just seems yeah. very like boho or very like '60s. You know, it's the biggest kick, bro. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to bring that back. When's the last time you heard someone just say that? You know, oh, it's going to be a kick. <laughs> It's gonna be a kick. I, I hang around with Ken and Ryu a good bit. <laughs> do you? What about Guile? Yeah. Is he in there? So, what do you bring to your island? Good question. I still haven't thought of it. All right. Well, I'm gonna take um, I'm gonna take 1990 New York's uh, fascination with gun violence with me to my <laughs> island. <laughs> Why? Because it's so innocently cute. No, I'm gonna squeeze it. No, it's it's. I'm gonna squeeze it into a metaphorical ball and send it adrift because I think it's unhealthy. I'll shun it in favor of harmony and unity that compressed ball of fetishizing guns wow. and violence yeah yeah you know, just send it adrift i'm going to take it for myself ball it up send it seaworthy it's altruistic of you i like this and i'm going to i'm going to go back to rearranging the mutilated chops of maxine bonds it gets my rage <laughs> so you're going to do one thing for your karma that's actually good so you can you can have a lot of hedonistic type things. You know, you're saving up credit, basically. So no, I'm doing a great thing, and then I'm getting back to my life's work. Her chops, huh? The dirty minutes. I'm gonna bring um, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, toe techniques. Oh God! On this, her she, her feet techniques. I know it grosses you out, but you know she was instead of using her hands to turn that answer machine off. What does she do? Foot. She foots it off, or foots it on, right? And mm-hmm. does she 
Let me ask you a quick, quick question. When she does it, does she miss? Does, she, does it not start? Or is it a one and done? She, she hits every time. She hits every time, right? She's perfect with her foot. Yeah. Right? And then what happens when Ron Silver is on, on top of her doing unspeakable things? What does she do with her foot? Nothing. She kicks him off the bed and he hits the answer machine. She's incredible. Like, he turns it on with his ass. So, I'm just saying that she's got some incredible foot, foot techniques. So, I, I wonder if it's, it's something I could use on my island. You know, because you don't always want to use your hands to do stuff. Right. You had me, it turns it on with your ass. Yeah.